Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 178, entitled Hosting Clients versus Not Hosting Clients. It was published on Thursday the 7th of May 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I will be joined in a moment by David Wormsley so that we can have our usual debate where we put one topic and split it into two and decide which is the winner. Today it's all about hosting. Before we do that though, a couple of bits of housekeeping. We have a website over at wpbuilds.com and it's got lots and lots of WordPress related content over there. I'd really appreciate it if you gave it a look. And there's a few links on the top of that website. wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe is what you'll get to if you click on the subscribe link and over there there's a whole bunch of ways that you can keep in touch with all that we do we've got two email lists one that will send you information about when we produce content like this you're listening to now or the weekly WordPress news that we produce each and every Monday. Or there's another list which will tell you all about deals as and when we find them out. On that page also is ways to subscribe to us on your podcast player or join our Facebook group of over 2,500 WordPressers. And I must say, it's a very polite group. Another one to say is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Over there, you're going to find a whole list of WordPress deals that are permanently on sale. So coupon codes for 25, 30 and more percent off 365 days of the year. Those deals never go away. I keep saying it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week. The other one is wpbuilds.com forward slash win. That gets you to our giveaways page. And at the moment on there, we've got a deal for five WAS Pro Premium licenses. A week or so ago, we had Michael Short on the podcast and he was talking about WAS Pro and he decided that he would give us five pro licenses. You need to go and enter the competition over there, fill out your email address, share it on your social networks to increase your chances of winning. And the very last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to put your WordPress product or service in front of a very WordPress specific audience. Okie dokie, let's get stuck into the main content today, shall we? It's one that I'm sure you've heard a thousand times. Should you host clients or should you not host clients? What do we even mean by that? Are we talking about using your own server, using some third party server? Should you be doing this at all or just staying on the familiar and tried and tested route of building WordPress websites for your clients? There's a whole load of money to be made in hosting. Then again, it's fraught with difficulties. Well, we explore it from all the different angles, David and I chatting, and you can find out today who is the winner. Just before we begin that fun, though, I should say that the sound quality on my end of the recording went a bit haywire this week. I've really no idea. I'm using the exact same setup, but for some reason, there are little, almost like little clicks in my audio every so often. It's completely listenable. It's probably only me that's going to notice them, but I do apologize. I will try to make sure that my recording equipment is on better form next time. Right. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, today's debate is called hosting clients or not hosting clients. Nathan, we need to set up this debate, but I don't think we actually decided who's taking which. 
No, we hit, well, we sort of did, and then I've completely forgotten. So it's completely irrelevant, <laughs> isn't it? Just goes to show this is one of those ones where, where I think both of us could sit on both sides of the fence because there are, without a doubt, strong arguments yeah. in favour on both sides. And I think both of us have got a bit of experience. You certainly more so. I think you play with the the different hosting options out there. So you decide which side you want to go on, and I'll I'll happily okay. take the contrary position. Okay, I'm going to lean towards the hosting clients because I think I'm more keen on it than you. Although yes. I think you actually know more about it. But well, I do. I do host clients, um, but in a very different way to the way that you that you host your clients. And so maybe that, as part of the discussion, will will come to light. So you're going to do hosting. I'm going to do not hosting. Mm. Do you want to set any ground rules before we begin? This is nothing. For example, we're not. We probably won't get into like email hosting too much, although that could be a part of it. And also, we I suppose we understand that there's a myriad of different ways that you could configure hosting. You know, it's not one thing anymore. There might be a whole bunch of different options, white labeling, um, you know, yeah. VPS hosting, cheap shared hosting, hosting with a managed WordPress host. You might do it all yourself on your own server. So many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I mean, we're always going to be limited with our debates, aren't we, to... Because we're similar, we are largely implementers who who do a kind of a range of clients. We don't have really high budget clients or or particularly low budget clients all the time. So, yeah, we're kind no, of. And I suppose that is a bit of a point, isn't it? In, in a way, because the high budget clients presumably are willing to pay top dollar for some kind of hosting service, which is bulletproof and guaranteed to work. And it's eye watering, actually, the amount of money that can be spent on hosting. I yeah. often look at the sort of the tiers that some of these enterprise hosting companies have got and you know they start at like a thousand dollars a month and those kind of numbers are just breathtaking to me mm. but of course if you've got a if you've got a very large internet property then you kind of need that resilience and you need somebody to be there 24 7 on your case yeah so i'm gonna go i go with the first point this is my key point with hosting clients it's the stability of the income so my yeah. work is not stable this is yeah, it's a, it is a good point. Um, presumably anybody that's ever done hosting for a client has got either an annual or a monthly retainer. And that is a, a that I would say that that is the single argument which stands out as perfectly reasonable. In this day and age, the, the likelihood of your hosting going cataclysmically wrong is pretty small, I would have imagined, you know. And so hopefully your stable monthly income will see real value in that you know you'll um you'll be charging a monthly fee and in many cases you won't be doing much for that fee but i suppose in mm. in tandem with that and my rebuttal to that is yeah it's all very well except for when it goes wrong the one rare moment when it goes horribly wrong and all of a sudden all of your your stable income is sort of dwarfed by the giant tsunami of rubbish <laughs> and crud that you've got to deal with yeah well there is that point actually funny enough because i'm sure most people are we're talking about hosting but typically and it does in my case the hosting and the care go together so in some ways i it's it's much better for me to host them because I get that control over the hosting in order to be able to do the care that I provide, which is also part of the stable income. Yeah, there is something about these care plans, isn't there, in which everybody kind of wraps everything up 
whether whether or not you do hosting is not really the point mm. but you might you might pretend to do email you might pretend to do hosting you might pretend to do security um, and that or at least that's the message you're giving to your client with your care plan um, information or the brochures that you send out or whatever it might be but in reality you're just bundling together a bunch of third-party services and uh, kind of ma- masquerading <laughs> as if you're doing it yourself so yeah g- good point though yep yeah, yeah. So really, yes. Well, is your point really that um, you know we're just doing lots of different things that we're that we're not really yeah. Fit I, sp- to do? I suppose that is it. Well, you're not so much fit to do it. You're you're essentially just kind of pretending to a client, aren't you, that, that you're doing this <laughs> stuff, and you sort of say we'll take care of the hosting, we'll take care of the email, we'll take care of all of these myriad different bunch of things. And actually, what you're doing is you're paying somebody else to do it presumably I, I know that that's not always the case me being a case in point um but you are hoping that those third-party services act responsibly um you know that their sla let's just stick with hosting for now that they will um be responsible that you know that you're going to be paying them a proportion of what your client pays you and in return you hope never to hear from your client because there's a problem and you hope that this hosting service works perfectly all the time i suppose one of the one of the downsides is when something does go wrong you've then got to have that kind of strange you sit in between, don't you? Because you've pretended for the longest period of time that you are doing the hosting. So the client comes to you and sort of says, well, something's gone wrong. My website's not online anymore. And then suddenly you've got to then get in the queue with your hosting provider mm. to, you know, and in all likelihood, if the if the hosting on your site's gone wrong, it might have gone wrong on a bunch of other sites as well. And you've got to sit, sit kind of as the intermediary fielding the client on one side fielding the the hosting company on the other side and a bit of tennis going on where you know whereas if you don't get involved in any of that you never have to worry about that problem <laughs> well yeah that's definitely true well i guess i believe that my argument for kind of hosting clients at least from my kind of perspective is the fact that i, I don't necessarily pretend that you know i'm i make it obvious who i am hosting with but it's still beyond their capability so in our, my case, it's cloud hosting. It's not something that they're going to set up for themselves and work out something to manage the server. So they trust me, if you like, to take care of the things that they just don't want to deal with. So I'm one vendor that they can deal with who's going to look after the hosting and the care of their site over this long period. I think that's a really, I like the way that you do it in that case. I, I wonder if let me just ask the question if have you ever had any pushback from clients when when you've said for example okay we're going to use let's just pluck something out of thin air we're going to use cloudways with digitalocean um has anybody ever pushed back and said well i've heard of them i can do that myself you know i'd rather that i did it if i'm going to be paying you i might as well just do it myself and save myself a few quid or in your experience do most clients say hosting don't know how to deal with it don't want to deal with it you just take care of it and we'll pay your fee yeah, well, I bury it a little bit. I mean, okay. it's there on. I, I I insist that people read. Well, I ask them to please read carefully the sales page before <clears throat> they come on to our hosting and care, and it's it's very clearly there as you know how does it work, what do we use, and it's very open that we're using um, DigitalOcean in our case and what we do, and it's it's there for them. But no one has ever asked me a question about it. As far as they're concerned, they don't mind as long as their website's up. So from that point of view. I think I'm providing a service because if they had to do it themselves, they would pick inappropriate hosting for their 
their, their project or yeah, their website. Yeah. What, roughly, what would you say would be your your markup in just as a percentage, not in terms of actual pounds or dollars or what have you? But do you, mm. would you say that you're like fifty percent, ninety percent, twenty percent? So let's say, for mm. example, that the client gives you a hundred dollars. Uh, how much of that might go on to as a proportion, you know, percentage? How much of that do you think is is sheer profit? Uh, gosh, that's a really difficult question because I don't separate the care mm. from the hosting. Okay. And and I think oh, actually the point of clarity that we never got in here is so interesting because in a way, I think when you talk about some people like Flywheel, um, WP Engine, which we were talking about earlier, mm. what they do in terms of the hosting gets very close to what is a care plan because they take so much care of other things yeah. that perhaps you yeah. find on shared servers so i can't distinguish it but yeah i mean i'm i think we're looking at the fact that it's a really good profit it's more than 50 percent. it's okay. got to be even putting in our time for the care routine care plan things it, it probably is more like 80 percent you know it's 20 percent is cost to us and the rest is profit yeah, well, nobody can argue with those numbers. They are very compelling. I t more recently, I've taken the approach, though, just to sort of come push back a little bit against what you're doing, that essentially my what I want my business to be is a web web development business. That is to say a web design, you know, I'm not dealing with huge clients or anything like that, but I want to be able to build the website, kind of move on from that point. And so more recently, I found myself just literally giving out the URLs of hosting companies and saying, look, that that's a good one. If you've got $10 a month, that's a good one. If you've got $100 a month, these are all good options here. Pick and choose yourself. Um, because I, I have had in the past a few little nightmare moments, and I'll come on to those in a moment. But And I found myself, that gives me a, a nice peace of mind that once that work is finished, I can then move on to the next project. And I know that that client is not going to come back to me and and use up my time when I least have the availability because there's suddenly a support issue or what have you. Um, so that's just an, mm. an interesting point. The same with email, you know, I'm sure that most of us, and again, caveat emptor, not, not quite the same for <laughs> me, but um, most of us probably push the email uh, towards a service like G Suite or something like that, just because it's, mm. it's so fraught with hassle to do all that kind of stuff yourself that it's easier to just tell the client, go off, pay $50 a month, uh, sorry, $50 a year to Google and just, just have it done. And I, I do like the peace of mind that that creates. An example would be, I've just about a month ago finished a website. The client went with a particular hosting company. The client also is using G Suite. And that job is now tied up for me now. And the only time I'll hear from them again is um, is if they want some new work doing. I knew from the outset that they weren't going to get on a care plan. There was no way they had the budget for that. And so I've mm. tied that one off. It's gone out the door and I can stop thinking about it, which is quite nice. Whereas if I had the hosting, I'd be thinking, you know, oh, anytime this could go wrong, cheap and cheerful hosting, ugh, not likely to be <laughs> resilient. Yeah. My my only worry with this one, and and I think this works in my favour for the hosting. One of the the prime motivators for the hosting was the fact that it kept the this long term relationship going with them. So you say they go off, but effectively the next time they want a job, they might just decide that they're going to get somebody else to do that as a job. Yeah, yeah. Where if they're with the hosting, there's a reminder all the time that we're providing a service. So the hosting goes with the care, but there's also the renewals. So there's a constant reminder that we're their person. 
Do you, do you not worry about that? That would be an argument against letting people go off on their own hosting, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, you are absolutely right. You know, it, uh, what we're sort of the elephant in the room, I suppose, here is the care plan that you're talking about. And it is such yeah. a it is such a great and profitable aspect of our business that, um, you know, it is difficult to argue that hosting shouldn't be part of that. But I think you can extricate hosting from the care plan in that you know the, the care plan is for the actual website it's for the marketing ideas that you, that you come up with it's for the funnel building it's for the redesign of the website and the the technical details of I don't know installing a new plugin because their company shifted and they need something new it's more that in the care plan I just think the hosting uh, let me tell you from bitter experience being somebody that actually does host websites and what I mean by that is there is a box somewhere with my name written on it if you like and and I manage that um things go wrong you know and and I know that there are so many levels of hosting and what you're talking about is not what I'm talking about here because I actually manage the the server and there's just so many problems you know the server dies I've got to log in and get it rebooted um something goes wrong like Apache just falls over I've got to get all that sorted and mm. that's just fraught with fraught with difficulty and increasingly and I know that you and I have had this chat so many times whilst we haven't had the record button clicked and I keep saying that I want to get away from it and yet the years go by and I don't change anything and keep it just <laughs> the same but one day in in my future there is a time when I don't I don't have to worry about the hosting of anything the business is just profitable in other ways of which care plans are a significant part but it's not I'm not actually doing the hosting myself. Do you know what? I've used hosting. There's a lot of reasons why I moved to hosting, which wasn't the uh, my intention in the first place. My intention was just care plan. And mm. uh, I couldn't do it because the clients t tended to pick hosting that went bad and made it really difficult to do their care plans. So when they did the automated updates, you'd find it was failing because their sites were down or their databases were down yeah. on, on separate servers. So it forced that. But the real, the real benefit I've seen for the argument for hosting clients is that when they come and do the hosting with me, I take that to develop their sites, give them a free month because yeah. that's what they think it's going to take. And for change, I don't have this. When they used to go on their own hosting and we'd start a job, then they would just go AWOL. But now, if they've on a, even for a free month, when they get the reminder that they're now paying for the hosting, it reminds them, prompts them to get their job finished. So mm -hmm. I'm actually using hosting um, clients as a way to actually move jobs along. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I suppose it's a bit of a double-edged sword, that, isn't it? Because you can have clients that you never, ever wish to speak to ever again who are on your <laughs> hosting. And so you have to speak to them quite frequently. And, you know, we've all been there, the clients from hell that we don't want to speak to, but we have a relationship which is ongoing. So I'd say that's a bit of a bit of a, a, a toss of a coin, really, isn't it? In that you can have clients which you happily speak to because they're so nice. They do everything, you know, the correct way. And it's wonderful that they're, you know, that they're tied to you through their hosting and care plan. And then there are others who are on your hosting and care plan who you just want to be rid of because it's more of a hassle than <laughs> yeah. it is, you know, a benefit. That one of the things that I always think about hosting, though, is and I know that you you were able to dedicate quite a bit of time to this and you chop and change and you fiddle and you explore and all of this is it's just kind of like keeping up with the latest trends like you are you're into all this cloud managed stuff and you know about DigitalOcean and you know about RunCloud and Server Pilot and all of these different things that bolt together to provide mm -hmm. a service 
do you do you have to keep on top of that the whole time are you constantly trying to shave pennies off you know each year do you reevaluate the whole stack and then you've got this gargantuan job of moving all the sites over here because you can shave 12 dollars off a month or you know how does that work <laughs> i know i think that's a really <laughs> it's a valid point against it and look, my own experience and why i'll argue for is because it's been a delight. So in my experience up to that, I had shared hosting, then I moved to manage VPN and then I learned fairly easily. And I'm sure anyone can to, to set up Cloudways and then go a bit further with things like server pilot and DigitalOcean or any of the other cloud providers. My experience is that I've literally, once I've learned to set it up, it has for, I guess, almost five years now, just stayed up and hasn't my DigitalOcean server, as far as I know, has never been down other than the couple of times I cocked up with things. <laughs> do you do you feel that that's typical or do you feel that, you know, you're just incredibly lucky? I don't know which it is, but I suspect it is because, you know, I, I mean, effectively, I've gone and tried Volta uh, through Cloudways and stuff. Now, that, that I did have an issue with that and it had a long period down, but that's kind of one day. So mm. largely... I've set them up and they run themselves. There are a few other considerations, but I think they would be considerations you could possibly need to do as part of your care plan anyway. So I've I've seen some things where they're using up a lot of server resources because I'm doing the uh, scanning of my uh, security or that I've, <laughs> with one site, the database got really, really huge and that was having an impact on the performance. But I think they would just be things that I would have to do looking after somebody's site and they're not hosting based. So actually... Cloud hosting for me has been so reliable that it is a passive income. Yeah, I would say that there's a mixture there of two things. Number one, I think you have experienced a, a good slice of luck there, um, <laughs> in that you know you only have to you only have to look around the the WordPress. Uh, facebook groups like that our wp builds group to discover people are moving hosts for the opposite reason you know some some crisis has occurred and it turns out that their host was really uncommunicative unresponsive maybe even unable to deal with that problem and then they've suddenly had to go out looking and then you get all of those typical questions what's the best host to use and so on and so forth so so there's that. I would say that you've had a, a bit of luck. The other one I would say okay. is that probably the technology is getting so much better at just being resilient, staying up. You know, I mean, just mm. just think about an ordinary, normal domestic computer like um, Windows. When was the last time you actually had a, a real blue screen moment with, with something like Windows? I mean, I confess I don't use Windows. Mm. I'm on a Mac. But I actually can't remember the last time the, the computer mm. did something unexpectedly bad um yeah it, they just work you know the software's been around and, and the same would be true for server software you know apache or, or whatever it is that you're using um you know self-healing figuring it figuring out where the problems are all of these things they can just stay on for weeks months years with very little problem um so i would imagine that that's part of it as well a mixture of luck and the fact that the technology advances and um you know, so you benefit from both of those, but still never to have a problem. That is, I would say that's not typical. I'm, I'm sure that's not typical. Yeah, only of my own making, except, as I say, this one day where it was off for a long period with Volta, but it's, you know, that's one day out of many years. And uh, you know what's going to happen the minute this call has finished, don't you? You just know. I hope you've got a large <laughs> piece of wood that you're grappling onto at the minute. You know, you're touching <laughs> that wood because, you know, 
It's just yeah, sod's exactly. law. Something, some big crisis is going to emerge as we speak. Yeah, but it's, it's you know. Go on. I was going to say that the, the interesting point is this is just my experience, of course. But my experience was when I really spent a lot more money than I would now. You know, I can host fifty sites for the cost that I was hosting an e-commerce site of mine, where it was a, a managed VP S for me, and I had so many issues with that. And it's interesting because I recommended the same. Um, supplier who's got a good name to a client who I still I still measure their uptime and they're always going down so mm. it's just that my experience is with people that I've known now it's when you get somebody to manage it it's almost worse than managing it yourself yeah do you um do you think that WordPress has got something to do with this as well in that WordPress is such a widely adopted piece of software I mean basically it's a third of the internet let's just say that and so a lot of these cloud hosting providers have their stack set up in such a way that it just is optimized for WordPress. And let's say that you were running something a little bit different. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but it might be a Joomla site or something like that. Maybe there's more problems if you use some other software, which is less well known, less configured to run on their hardware. That is a good point. I mean, with the new cloud sellers, there are all the solutions, the, the kind of ones that we mentioned, server, mm. pilot, run, cloud, grid, host. I'm going to forget There's so many of them now, aren't they, available? And they're all, they're all set up to make it so easy to configure your WordPress site. That's what they do, you know, mm. and um, they do it so well. And I, 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 this is why I'm actually thinking my luck isn't so much luck. I just think mm. it may be the future of hosting. Yeah. What, yeah. And why perhaps if you go to... Um, someone who's managing that they are manually setting it up where some of these tools can do that job for you yeah do you um do you still though habitually go out and look for the the latest greatest hosting fad you know obviously in the last 10 years it's changed beyond recognition and presumably the next 10 years will be no different are you are you constantly looking to move your clients over here like i said to shave a few dollars off or to speed things up Uh, or to make it easier for you is it a constant never-ending struggle no, I don't think it is. And I think, you know, in a way for the client, they might have the same struggle anyway, because, you know, they go on the hosting and then they change the deal on them um, anyway. So uh, and they're still going to come to you for help to move off their hosting that maybe you picked a good one for them. But, you know, things change with those where so far it seems to be more reliable with managing your own. I think, and I'm not, I'm sticking with what's working all the time, but I get your point. You could spend all your time looking at the technology changing, thinking how you can make more money out of this. Yeah, I, I suppose in the other sense, and in another sense, you, as we said, you've been quite lucky with the, the fact that you've not really had too many problems. But yeah. that, that could be, well, I would suggest not just could be, that is a nightmare if you are hosting client websites and for some reason you've selected a company which is experiencing problems and who knows what that might be. It could be that they're, um, they're just, they can't afford to pay their staff properly. The service level just drops, whatever, yeah. whatever hosting problem you've got. Then all of a sudden, because you are hosting your client sites on these providers, you are stuck with an absolute pig of a problem. You know, websites going down. Down, slow loading yeah. times, unresponsive, you know, um, support staff over on there, and th- there are there are real real problems in hosting yeah. sites. It's not it's not always as smooth as you've had it. I I would I would argue. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. 
Yeah, and also, I mean, the other side of hosting clients could, you know, the easiest way to get in <clears throat> to doing that to get the stable income would be the reseller accounts. But of course, you know, you've really got to trust the company that you're reselling for, haven't you? And it's more likely that's going to happen because you lose control, don't you, on what's going on that end. I've never really understood what a reseller account is. I mean, I get the principle of it in that you kind of masquerade as a as a person <laughs> who's offering hosting. Have you actually ever done that? Have you taken on um, one of those white label offerings and tried to give that to your clients and pretend that you're doing it all? No, not at all. But I mean, certainly clients who have come to us uh, and even ones who have gone away from us, um, you know, have gone to people who are exactly doing that. You know, it becomes very clear when you're talking to the, yeah. you know, the other person. So there's yeah. a lot of people doing that. Um, it, it seems the easiest way in, doesn't it? But it, yeah, I, that wouldn't be my kind of hosting clients, but I can see it's an easy way to sort of, you know, at least select be, but the other advantages that I'm claiming, you know, there'd be the one vendor and sort things out for your client. It's an easy way in. Mm. I, I don't even know if it's a model that's still widely deployed. It, it used to be that that was talked about quite a lot, but I, I don't know anybody who is doing that. And I wonder if it's because the, the options that, you, that you've moved over to, you know, DigitalOcean and RunCloud and Cloudways and all these different things, they... Um, they're just so straightforward to use. Um, you know, you, you don't need to hand that over to somebody else and pretend like it's your offering. You can literally just do it all in a few clicks and you, you can, well, in your case, you can stop worrying about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess there are a few responsibilities if you're going to host the clients. Um, but then, I, I, again, I think they probably come if you're not as well. So things like, you know, moving up the sites, you know, the server up to the latest PHP version or something, you know, to adjust to the fact that WordPress itself will change. But I think even if you just, you know, you send somebody off to another hoster, most of those will not do that for them. Certainly sh shared hosting. They still yeah. leave that to you with a cPanel, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of brings me to my next point, really, which is that, you know, you we are not, well, you and I are not, we're not hosting companies. Hmm. That is not what we do. I mean, you know, that's, it may be that you've got access to, in my case, a dedicated server, in your case, a whole load of cloud services, but wouldn't it be better just to focus on the one thing that you really like? And in this case, it's building WordPress websites. That's what we want to do. Would you not like to be in a position where you could concentrate all of your efforts on that one single thing and not have to worry? Like I know it's profitable. Let's let's just admit that. But would it be wouldn't it be better ideally to have an equally profitable company which just makes websites and that's all that you do and you get super good at that and you really focused on it and that's that is your mantra your reason for living and the hosting and all of the problems which come with that are just not yours because you just tell the clients go find your own hosting after we've built the website it's it's a good point and i think that's going to work on most i'm just going to argue that it's it really it's the passive part of my income hosting the clients and you know, kind of understanding the hosting that we're on makes things easier just even for working on their sites and developing. And mm. so, no, you know, in, in that sense, it's not if it was taking up a huge amount of my time away from the things that I loved, I would say yes and agree with it. Yeah. And I, but, I would go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, but, you know, I'm going to concede your point here because uh, I can do this 
purely because of the fact that I'm taking on low-risk sites. In fact, I could play around with this in the first place because there's plenty of time. I'm fortunate to have plenty of free time to be able to play around and take some chances. Many of my clients wouldn't even know if their websites had gone down. So I've been, I've been able to be bold and brave. Mm. I think I might agree with you. If I had the high pressure of some really high-risk sites that I needed to keep up, I think I would I would concede your point definitely. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing is is the point of being available all the time. If you are taking on the hosting responsibility, let's say for example, on like the clients that you've just mentioned, let's say you've got a client who is really really fussy about their um, their page load time and has mm. some kind of automated system which alerts them when their website is down. The the only thing about our business which keeps you switched on 24-7 and causes anxiety in the middle of the night is hosting. Mm. Because if all you do is create websites and move them on, it's like a commodity. You know, you've built it, you've, you've pushed it to them, they own it, it's, it's now theirs. The only thing which locks them to you at two o'clock in the morning is hosting. And if you don't do that, you can remove that whole anxiety because with the best will in the world, at some point, these things are going to go down. You've been very lucky. I, on multiple occasions, have been less lucky. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before, talking about, you know, having to um, having to fix client websites from a tent whilst I'm on holiday. Yes. And it was hosting. It's got nothing to do with WordPress or anything like that. It's the hosting that's gone wrong. And And having that out of your life could be a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Do you know what? And and I have been looking because the other thing, the one time that things did go wrong is when a whole bunch of traffic was sent to a demo site of mine unexpectedly. And that brought the server down because I wasn't prepared for it. That's oh, still I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And that still could happen to I mean, I don't think it's likely with the type of client I've got. So I do concede your point entirely. I would I I don't worry about this at night because it's not apart from that one incident being an issue um, because everything's stable. But yeah, otherwise. So actually, we're we're drawing some conclusions here, aren't we? Mm, <laughs> actually, yeah, surprisingly, yeah, we're getting to a consensus. Just before you um, just before you move to this consensus, though, one one more thing. Do you think? Yeah. Um, I know that hosting um and all of the you know emails and all of that could be very profitable. In your case, it sounds like it is very profitable. Do Do you feel it would be better to to shift the focus of the business so that you're profitable in other areas instead of it being stable income only through hosting, which to, to a great extent is out of your hands and you know the the problems are either going to come and it's nothing to do with you or the problems are never going to come and it's still nothing to do with you um whereas if you if you have other channels like let's say you you become a, a marketing expert or you become good at logo design or something would that not be a, a better way to make those those extra dollars as opposed to really relying on the goodwill of, an, of a hosting company to to be profitable Yes. Well, I, yeah, I mean, again, you got to concede that. But I, I, like everybody else, I've jumped onto the pro hosting mm. and care plans as well because it solved that problem, family yeah. and feast, which we, we're all, you know, we're all trying to solve. But yeah. I, I do wonder, I concede that one because I think, you know, we often don't look to other packages we could set up for clients ongoing marketing on some sort of scheme where we can keep designing their artwork for them for blogs and newsletters and yeah. offline work and stuff yeah. we don't there's not many of us do that other there's a there's a few companies that have taken over that job mm. do you do, another thing is do you, do you have endless trust in the hosting companies that you use again m mentioning no names do you 
do you feel that they are cust good custodians of this you know that they're not going to misstep that nothing that that it's completely bulletproof rock solid and your 50 sites are, are never gonna really <laughs> suffer or because i mean imagine that one day god forbid something just goes wrong with the bit of hardware that that your 50 sites are on and they go down yeah. for six days or something and that company just isn't does that stuff not worry you a bit yeah, but I don't think people know what we're talking about because on one server, I've got 50 sites. I must admit, mostly those are my sites. But yeah, I'm really spreading the risk. Um, <laughs> I'm not, rather, I'm not spreading yes, the risk. Yes, yeah, you're, you're spreading <laughs> it into a tiny little area. Such a such a small <laughs> a small spread. <laughs> now, with the other ones, with the other servers that I've got, CloudWage, which is what I'm using, they're, you know, they're kind of maximum of 10. So there's not, too much is going to go down, but certainly the one that's got 50 on is a bit of a risk, even though a lot of those are my sites. But yeah, but I do, I do actually, I do think the new cloud hosting, you know, that kind of box in the sky there, I think as, as, as long as we've got the tools that set it up perfectly, do seem to be very, very reliable. And I do think, you know, maybe a lot of the issues that we have with other people managing our hosting for us is the fact that they're having to adjust their servers all the time to make them more profitable. I really and do need to get, to get with, get on point and get, get on message with this though, because as, as I've said before, I've used um, my dedicated server for the longest period of time. I even host email and things like that. I've got a SMTP server on there. And so that can be really, that can keep me awake at night quite a lot. That I've also discovered the the joy of using managed WordPress hosting, and and in some cases, so just to muddy the water a little bit, in some cases I literally tell the client who's got no interest in being on my care plan, I just tell them here use let's say for example Kinster or WP Engine, just mm. go with them, it'll be great, you'll get great support, they'll fix things if they go wrong, you know, great, good luck to you, off you go. And then on other occasions, I've managed to use care plans and the budget is good enough to use those dedicated WordPress hosting companies. And that's such mm. a nice feeling. If they're on your mm. care plan and you know that there's recurring revenue coming from them and they're using a hosting company that you've got real faith in, uh, just mm. just to give an example, some of these some of these companies, they turn things around so fast, you know, they'll answer questions about anything anything wordpress mm. they'll give you an answer they'll fix things they'll even write some custom code in some cases for you and that that is such a nice feeling it's like a nice little security blanket um to have people on not only a care plan so they're paying um in order to have hosting as well as email as well as everything else but you also yeah. know that they're on a, a, a company who really really get wordpress and are willing to um to respond to tickets very quickly yeah, I uh, yeah, absolutely see that point. And I maybe uh, I've been maybe overly positive about because obviously save the you make the most money by saving through going to the most difficult setups. So, you know, the, the, the cloud ways is a kind of in between because it does a lot of the work for you if you're trying to host other companies. If you go to some of the people like DigitalOcean in my case and, and send in a support query, I, I can't understand what they've written back to me. <laughs> Interesting. You know, you know, so there is that element. I mean, I've not really needed it, but there's a couple of times I've asked some queries, but uh, asked some questions. And, uh, but I mean, I've had to search through the forum. So it can take up a little bit of time if you're spending, you know, if you're really interested in optimizing. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of a drawback I, then, isn't it? You know, you've got this window that maybe if push came to shove and you're in a crisis, the uh, mm. the the response might be not everything you'd hope for. Yeah. Do you know what? I've had another point though for hosting yourself. Um, so I've I've had people where you say it's quite nice to be able to send them off to somebody that you trust, and there is a shared hoster that I trust that I've sent. Uh, clients onto because they didn't think they could afford to be on my care plan Mm. only to be a little bit disappointed when I've talked to them later that that this shared hosting has managed to upsell them all sorts of stuff which Ah. that they don't need (laughs) and that would cost them more than being with me in the first place and I think yeah Yeah, that's a bit (laughs) galling they're better at the marketing message yeah 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 exactly yeah that's so, a good point yeah I'm, I'm sure that we've um i'm sure that everybody listening to this has probably got their own experience and probably got their own position on it i bet loads of you are like david that you've got you know your, your cloud accounts here there and everywhere and you're maximizing the the profit that you can by doing you know getting a lot of sites onto a onto a particular little box um some of you might be like me you might have a server or still run through something like a vps or something and then some of you might be exactly the opposite you might go with the we're not doing hosting of any kind at all we're just building websites approach be quite interesting Mm -hmm. to get people's thoughts on this i suppose yeah and actually as well i mean there's there's so many different types out there some people are really very much focused on the design side of things and it's Mm -hmm. just you know shifting into that kind of technical mentality i think you and i can dabble with this kind of stuff because we're neither good at one thing nor another right right (laughs) yeah that's a good point you know so it kind of fits us and but I, I think there was a bit of it, you know, it clearly is horses for courses with this one, isn't it? And I think it depends on your client quite, quite a lot with all the things that you've been saying to me. I just think, yeah, you know, if I had bigger clients, I just wouldn't do this. Yeah, well, that's that, I suppose that is the point, isn't it? If you, you know, if you if it's profitable for you um, and mm. it's part of a strategy in your business that keeps you going and it, you know, it generates revenue and it's great. That's fine. If you can cope with the responsibility and things don't go wrong very often. But if you, you know, if those things keep you awake at night, you're probably better steering clear of it, especially if you've got major big clients who can't, you really, they're not interested in your waffle um, and you're <laughs> messing about, you know, they need it fixed and they need it fixed right away. It's probably better to, I would imagine, send those mm. over to somebody who really, really, really knows what they're doing. But I don't think it's always about the money with this mm. as well, because I don't think I, I didn't set up uh, care plan and hosting really fundamentally because of the money. It came out of the the need from the clients, you know, yep. literally weren't going to find their own hosting. They weren't going to sort these things out. They wouldn't know really how to talk to support. So, you know, because they needed help still, you, yeah. you ended up providing that. So yeah. I think that's often the way it goes yeah that's a good point i mean quite a few clients that i've had who definitely don't want the the care plan that we've we've agreed that right from the outset i've still built the site and and then i've told Mm. them to just give me the login details for their hosting company and really our the moment at which we part ways is the final moment where i log out of their hosting company um once i've installed the site and made sure it's all working um so it's yeah there's there's just so many different ways of doing it and of course the the future is going to be really different as well there's so many interesting innovations on the horizon the one that comes to mind is is companies like uh, stratic who are offering you know flattened Mm. um, headless versions of wordpress and all of this suddenly becomes much quicker but also severely complicated and it'd be interesting if 
if the new norm is is to the quest for speed all the time at whatever cost it feels like those services mm. are going to win the speed argument but the technical complexity of doing that is going to be i would imagine beyond pretty much most of us do you know what you've just come up with another great debate haven't you yeah <laughs> headless so literally versus is. traditional yeah yeah and ju- and just the you know the different hostings that are the, the ones that are taking wordpress out of it so you don't go to the database they're serving up the html yeah. against uh yeah you know so there's we've got a couple of debates here yeah it's nice have we done this one i think so i think we've done this one as always um you know we haven't actually arrived at a definitive answer but we have aired the problems which i think is really mm-hmm. the point so okay i don't know who won that but uh thanks david that was good Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Maybe we helped you arrive at some decision as to whether or not you should do hosting or not. Or maybe we just muddied the waters. I really hope it wasn't that. But please leave some comments. Leave them on the WPBuilds.com website in the comments below this particular post. Or by all means, go to the Facebook group, WPBuilds.com forward slash Facebook. And you can join the conversation over there because every time we post... On our website, it also gets cross-posted to Facebook as well. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Please join us later in the week. Well, I say later in the week. It'll be Monday. It'll be a new week. Join us on Monday for the WP Bills Weekly WordPress News. That comes out 7am each Monday and is a summation of the WordPress news. And then we've also got our WP Builds Weekly WordPress News, which is the live one. That's 2pm UK time. I'm joined each and every week by some notable WordPressers and we talk through exactly what's happened this week in WordPress. During this coming week, I should be being joined by Paul Lacey, Vito Peleg and Barbara Saul. So join us for that. And if I don't see you at any point this week... I hope you have a nice week. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.